Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you're a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. It's an episode ending in eight. So we have Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, joining us because eight is great and Mike is great and he writes great books. Welcome back, Mike. Eight is great and this ain't no clickbait. Mm. Oh, nice, <laughs> so nice. So good, so good. So bad, actually so bad. Well, let's dive in uh, to your emails. And the first one is, hello, Mike. I'm just reading your book but have already benefited from it. For my business partner used your profit first principle to try and make us rich. And wow, how well it has worked. We now make a half a million euros in profits per year for a 3 million revenue business. That's 16.7% profitability. Before implementing your method, we were growing steadily by 10% every year for 15 years, but we were struggling to make it a decent living once all expenses were paid. We just went from poor entrepreneurs to quite well-to-do in a couple of years. It's been really amazing. Thanks for all. Cheers, Stephen. Stephen, brost, my friend. That's, uh, I think that's Danish for cheers. Um, that is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think what's interesting about Stephen's story is the transformation happened in an instant. The the fact that they've been in for business for 15 years and were growing, they weren't growing healthily. And Danielle, you and I have been in different business groups. There is such top line thinking, it's it's actually shameful. And I I bought into it hook, line, sinker of pounding my chest on the top line revenue of achieving X million dollars in revenue or whatever it is. And there's actually reward mechanisms out there. Like the Inc. 5000, I think it should be called the Inc.'s most unhealthiest businesses on the planet. Those businesses are all ranked based upon revenue growth, but there's not consideration for profitability. I'm sure some of them are okay, but I know quite a few are in real financial straits. And uh, it's sad that this top-line thinking is always perpetuated. There has to be a balance. It's nice for the revenue to grow, but it needs to grow in conjunction with profitability. And if you have revenue currently in your business and you're not profitable, we don't have a revenue problem. We likely have a profit problem and we need to address that. Whenever I see a business that's doing hundreds of thousands, I'm thinking U.S. terms now, but hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in revenue, 
inevitably there's profit that's baked in the business. It's just not being extracted. And we need to get a profit first system or some similar system in place to start extracting that profit. And uh, the turnaround that this business experienced in, in a couple of years is not, not shocking. It's not that atypical. If you have some revenue, there is profit in there. Let's put the profit first system in place to extract it. And then let's grow, but let's grow healthily. Yeah, it's remarkable. And, you know, also too, it's just so funny with business partners and, you know, cheers literally to Steven for allowing his partner to just kind of like implement profit first without him reading the book. And then it's like, oh, geez, this is really working. Let me, let me catch up and read the book now. Um, you know, it's taking action. It's doing something different. It's not doing the same old, same old like they were doing for the, you know, 15 years prior. His business partner was like, hey, let's let's do this. Let's implement it. Sounds like he got it implemented pretty quickly. And in a couple of years, yeah, they've totally transformed the business. And yet you can see the confidence too. Like it's been amazing for Steven. He says in his, his note, um, I wonder how he carries himself now. Quite well to do. <laughs> and I wonder what he's telling other businesses. And I wonder when he goes into evaluating a prospect, if he's a little more thoughtful now, is this just a quick money grab or is this a good prospect? I suspect all that stuff is true, that with, with financial confidence comes overall confidence. When that financial stress goes away, so does a big chunk of life's stress. I was, I was wondering if there's another swagger in, or a new swagger in Stephen's step. I, I bet you there is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can speak from experience. Like my husband and I went from poor entrepreneurs to quite well-to-do with Profit First. And I just have to say, like, there's such a peace about us now yeah. and a calmness about the situation. So, I, I mean, from my experience, I can't speak for Steven, but I think that for us has just been, you know, great for our, our marriage too. Yeah, same here. My wife and I, when the financial stress went away, um, the, the same thing. And it's just an interesting thing in my marriage. My wife is not involved in my business whatsoever. Um, she, though, uh, does manage some of our finances at home, and we use the profit first system at home. And before, it was very confusing and hard conversations. And we can't do this, or we can do this, and why? Try to explain it. Now, you just look at the account. If there's money there, we can use it. If there's not, there's not money available for that purpose. It, it brings such clarity and communication among partners, both in business, I think, and in personal relationships. Yeah. Well, and it's great when you have an objective system yeah. and that's what Profit First does. And so yeah. it wasn't necessarily the business partner who implemented it who says, oh, let's try it this way or whatever. It was, no, let's try it Mike Michalowicz's way. Let's do it Profit First. And I think, again, that's what really helped my husband and I is it was, we had differences of opinion and it was either he was going to win or I was going to win and neither of us wanted to lose. But we agreed to operate on the same page because we used the objectiveness of profit first to set the rules of how we were going to manage the cash in our business. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I just want to preface this next one that you're going to take that this is a series of three emails and they start in March 5th, 2020. So um, if anyone remembers that period of time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's before COVID. That that's like the eve. Yeah, the eve of COVID. COVID. Yeah, it was yeah. really March tenth. Yeah. The lockdown started. So, so this guy had no idea what was going. Right. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a week prior. So maybe yeah. what we'll do is we'll, we'll I'll read it. You know, in, in segments, we'll we'll read through the first segment and then have a little conversation about it, and then the next. Is that is that okay. a good approach? That sounds perfect. Okay. So this is Brad M. And uh, he writes, "Hey, Mike, 
I am committing today to take control of my business and their finances. I heard your podcast probably six months ago on StoryBrand with Donald Miller. I just purchased your book because two weeks ago, uh, because of the show, I presume it means. I quit my full-time job and am 100% committed to my companies. Now I realize I should have done this before quitting my job, but I know I'm making some money. I just really never know how much. I'm excited to finally feel confident in my businesses take the money I need to support my family and live the life I want rather than waiting until tax season to see how things look. Thank you for your inspiration book. I look forward to reading chapter two. So again, that was on uh, March 5th. It came in at 4.43 PM in the afternoon. And uh, I remember looking at that and the sentence that really resonates with me or that paragraph where he says, I'm excited to finally feel confident in my business, take the money I need to support my family and live life I want rather than waiting until tax season. You know how many businesses wait till tax season? It's unbelievable. And, and I was, I was that guy. Like I remember around, you know, February, maybe March of whatever year is in looking to see how we did in the prior year and hoping there was profit and thinking if there was, there's going to be money. And it wasn't there. I, I had no understanding that accounting uh, an accounting profit and loss statement um, did not correlate to the cash flow of my business. I, I didn't understand that. And I thought whatever money was on that report, then I could just log into the bank account and take it out. And that was available for me. And it was heartbreaking. The first time I had a profit and I asked my accountant, where was it? And he he started laughing, literally laughing out loud. He's like, what do you, what do you mean where that profit is? He's like, you already spent it. You don't have that. That was just your accounting profit from the past. And uh, that was a, that was a gut punch. With Profit First, we Profit First is a cash management system, and we can make the choice of how much profit we're going to have, how it accumulates, and then distribute it. And it will be reflected in your accounting um, once that is produced in your P and L, and also in your balance sheets and your uh, cash flow statements. But uh, the Profit First is a real time cash system. So as money actually hits your bank account is when you recognize it and then you can do these allocations. When money is actually sitting in your profit account, it is actually available for you to take a distribution. You have total real-time control over your money. And in that case, just like Brad's, you know, believes he's experienced, and I think he did, is he will no longer have to wait to see how things look at tax season and then get disappointed. Now he can start controlling his cash flow on his own. And so now he writes again about a week later. Yeah, so this is on March 12th, 6.30 at night. You notice it's getting a little bit later in the evening. He says, uh, I set up my account today and did my day one transfers. It feels amazing to pay myself. The timing of this book couldn't be better. I had the feeling of I'm an idiot, and now I feel better. I left my job, and the world seems to be shutting down with coronavirus. I'm going to follow this system and make this work. Thank you. We can talk about timing. Isn't it funny? He says, it seems the world is shutting down with coronavirus. That is how March 12th felt. Um, and then within a month of that, it's like, holy crap, the world did shut down. That's when I started getting a flurry of emails from people saying, thank God I did Profit First. This has saved me. What I thought was interesting was it wasn't people that necessarily set Profit First years prior to that. It was people like Brad who set it up and said, I set Profit First up a month ago and thank God I did. I now have runway. Brad did this, it was six days or five days prior to shutdown. And 
maybe there's a little bit of cash. He did his first transfer, but there's a lot of bit of confidence. And because of that, I think he positioned himself to navigate this far better. I'm sure his business was affected uh, by coronavirus, but the fact that he had a system in place, it gave him confidence. And I, I strongly suspect he was making smarter, more prudent decisions. And I just want to point out to, to the audience and to those who um, maybe are still in the stands observing and not um, on the path to permanent profitability is he originally sent the email on March 5th. He sent it after he read chapter one and he's like, okay, now I look forward to reading chapter two. A week later, it, this is not, this is nothing personal, um, Mike, but this isn't rocket science. No. This man read the book in a week opened up his bank accounts and was doing his first allocations a week later. This is, it's, it's not a big deal. If you make it a big deal, okay, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. If you, if you believe it, like I do, like Brad, like, like Mike knows it. So you guys, I mean, you guys can take action swiftly and be like Brad, but now what's, I think awesome is um, Brad has kept us updated and he sent you another email uh, over a year later. Yeah, over a year later. So this was August 3rd on uh, 2021, and this was at 12 a.m. So see how late in the, or early in the morning, right? So this is at midnight exactly. He says, hi, Mike. A little over a year ago, I read your book and implemented your system. It's been absolutely incredible. I never had so much money in my life. I take, my, I take money, my taxes are paid, my expenses are covered. I've been able to spend well to invest over $100,000 in the past year. It is amazing how things have come together, and all of it really has been a huge eye-opener on different parts of my business and where to focus. I referred your system to any other businesses I meet as well. Thanks for showing me a way to kick entrepreneurial poverty in the butt and turn it into a thriving mechanism to be financially free. Thank you, Mike. Brad. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, Danielle, when I get an email like that, and I am so lucky, this is not the only email I've gotten like this. I, it, it, I get goosebumps. I tear up. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Profit first is not rocket science. It, it, it's a recipe. It's like cooking an apple pie. Once you do the steps, you'll get a great result, but you got to do the steps. And Brad is one of the 600,000 now plus businesses who did the steps. And so the outcome is not surprising whatsoever. For him, it's his first experience making the apple pie. I've seen 600,000 come out of the oven and they are delicious. But you got to do the steps and you got to stick with it. And the thing is, uh, there's that analogy, like when you plant a tree, the best time to plant trees 20 years ago or whatever, and the second best time is today. This is true for Profit First. Profit First is not a get rich quick system. You won't make tons of money overnight. What it does is it changes your perspective to your business. It starts extracting profit, forcing hard decisions, smart decisions, and, and running a fiscally healthy business. Over time, that profit accumulates. And uh, you won't get rich within a night, but within a year, you may have a, a Brad experience and it just transforms you. Uh, within a decade, uh, I've been doing it now for myself for 13 years. I've had 50 plus, I think it's 51 consecutive quarters of profit distributions. It's unbelievable. I've been able to experience uh, things in life or um, share in ways I never anticipated uh, that I would be able to, and it's because of the profit first system. It, it only gets better. Now, it, it listen, your business will have struggling periods. It's not like 
you know, your business still needs to grow. Um, but my confidence is only further built stronger and stronger in the business every year. And I've made consistently appropriate decisions because I'm restricting the money as the business has gotten bigger. I'm not getting frivolous and, and spending the money. I keep the profit first principles in place. It's forcing smart decisions. I think what's interesting is it kind of keeps me in that entrepreneurial building mode in regards to the finances. When I started my very first business doing computer systems, I needed a computer system for myself. I couldn't afford it. So my partner and I hodgepodge something together and it was a crappy old machine, but it just got by and crashed every night at 11 o'clock at night. We don't know why it just would. And we knew the process and we, we, we got by on that thing for well over a year. Um, it was a few hundred dollars of parts we had to spend. And that's all we had. We could have done the same thing with tens of thousands of dollars and made a great server. And it really wouldn't have made any difference on our business. What made a big difference is we saved that money. And as I look at my business today, I'm still behaving that way. Scrappy, uh, not cheap, but frugal because of profit first. And uh, I anticipate I will be that way forevermore. And as a result, I'm going to have financial comfort. I intend forevermore. I'm, I'm like, I, I feel like emotional because this is so transformative. And, you know, I mean, every day when I wake up and, you know, look out the window and see the ocean, I like, we have our dream house. We have mm. financial peace. We have everything because of profit first. Mm, I love and that. I mean, like, I just so, so blessed. Um, and and so fortunate and like it, it you can transform your business you can transform your your cash um, management and it is just beyond so you know I mean hopefully these are inspirational stories to you and you know if you've been fudging profit first you're and not doing profit first right hopefully this will get you on the path to doing profit first right let's dive into the next email. Sure, it came in from Jim and Cindy. Uh, I guess I, I'm jumping on this, but I'll read it. It says, Mike, we bought Profit First, the book, a few years ago under peer pressure. and Honestly, barely got through the first few chapters. We've been producing millions in revenue as an outsourced sales company. That's what we do, earn millions and spend even more. Always with, this, uh, with the perspective that we'll just sell more. Seven years later, we are still trying to outsell our bad money habits. Getting exhausted and irritated. Just downloaded the audio version. And as you might guess, just finished chapter one. We are in. We are done with this crap. Time for massive change. The time is now. This came in from uh, Jim and Cindy. And it is funny um, that sometimes we need to be pressured into something. You ever have like a, a teenage child and you're, and you're like, you need to do this. And they give resistance. They're like, this is what you need to do. And you got to give them pressure. You know, trust me, you want to do this and, and we need to keep on applying pressure. Well, we don't outgrow those teenage behaviors. We get staunch in the way we're doing things. We feel it's right. And because I'm doing it this way, I'm going to continue to do this. And I know I'm right. There's this affirmation bias. And so I see it all the time that a company that's selling and not profitable says, well, clearly we're not selling enough. We need to sell more. And they become less profitable and say, well, clearly we need to sell even more. And it sounds from the outside, it's so obvious but from the inside, it's that stomping teenager saying, this is the way I want to do it. So kudos to those people who cared enough to give you the outside peer pressure. And I hope for you, our listening friend, that right now you're feeling the peer pressure to do profit first because it will serve you. And I hope you stop 
stomping around saying, I'm going to keep doing my bad money habits of the past, even though they're not serving me, and take the quote-unquote risk of trying something new that I believe will serve you. Profit first. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting, I mean, because this, this is common too. I mean, I don't know what the exact percentage breakdown is. It's probably 50-50 of people who, who, who buy it but don't do anything with it and put it on the shelf and forget about it and then come back to it years later. And I'm sure, you know, in, a, in, a, in maybe a year from now, you'll get another email from Jim and Cindy saying, oh my gosh, like it's amazing. <laughs> I wish I would have done this when my friend told me to buy it under peer pressure years ago and such. There's never buyer's remorse with Profit First, the book. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I've never seen someone say, oh, that was the worst $25 of my life. <laughs> All right. So um, our next email. Hey, Mike, I'm a young practicing solo dentist in Birmingham, Alabama. I've owned my practice for the last two and a half years, and I've barely taken home any compensation. Thankfully, my wife has a steady, great job as a pharmacy manager and has been able to support us. I've been trying to grow my business. As I write to you, I'm sitting on the beach celebrating my ninth anniversary. I just finished the first chapter of Profit First, and I literally stood up and did what you said. I drew a line in the sand. I'm committed to making this change for myself, my family, and my business. I want to be able to offer my wife and family more, more of me, more time together, more financial freedom so my wife doesn't have to work as much. This is my statement of commitment. I'm ready to change and never look back. Very much looking forward to finishing this book and starting my new profit first business mentality. Thanks, Adam C. The reason I ask people to make those commitments is there's something visceral when we make a public declaration as opposed to just saying to myself, <clears throat> you know, I'm gonna start exercising. If I go on, so on social media or something and say, I'm gonna start exercising tomorrow, the chance I'm gonna get down there and exercise has increased because there's that pressure of, of, of a external commitment. And when people commit to doing prop first, I invite them to email me and I email back and uh, say, okay, I got your note, you're in. And I, I think that facilitates the uptake of it. I love that Adam also understands that what profit does, that profit is more presence. If a business is fiscally healthy, you can be there for the business in a new way and you can be there for your family, uh, for yourself. It, it can afford you things. Money does buy certain things and it, it can buy more time because when you're profitable, you're not worried about devoting your time to trying to make more money. Uh, the money is there allowing you to reallocate that time, quote unquote, buy time to do things that you'd rather do. So I, I think that will serve him well. I, I love also that he's in a business um, that inherently is very profitable. It's those types of businesses like dental practices and stuff. When I see them implement profit first, and I, they say they're struggling those businesses can morph overnight because they're not in a commoditized business. You know, a, a, a Walmart or a retailer that's in a commodity-based business can implement profit first, but and it'll work. It's just more difficult because you're selling on price. It's a commodity-based business. That's often where volume is a necessity. But in many businesses, dental practices being one of them, where volume is not a necessity, it's all about margin, the implementation of profit first has a radical impact very quickly. And makes me think of Barb Stackhouse and her book, Profit First for Dentists. Right. So, I mean, there's quite a selection now and more in the pipeline of 
profit first for micro gyms, e-commerce businesses, dentistry, uh, I, uh, real estate is coming out, right? Realtors. Yeah, real estate. We have real estate investors, real estate agents. Another one. Yeah, all. Yeah. Of them. So, um, so check check out those two. And if you would like to work with a profit first professional who has the heart of a teacher, a profit first certified profit first professional, bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, then please visit profitfirstnation.com and click on contact. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 